The Daniel Jones situation takes a concerning turn. What we know, plus some background on how we got to this point and where this could potentially be headed on this special edition of the Locked on Giants podcast coming your way next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to a special bonus edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trina, your host, P-Train, and on today's episode, um, the Giants have a little dilemma on their hands involving quarterback Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones still not cleared for contact. He's been declared out for this weekend's game against the New York Jets. But unlike last week when head coach Brian Dable seemed to be a little bit more optimistic about Jones and his return, Dable sounded less and less uh, sure of where this was going, which has raised some concerns about the future of the quarterback position for this team. So what we're going to do on today's show is we're going to kind of talk about how we got to this point. I'm going to go back to last year. Um, you know, in, or not last year, two years ago when Daniel Jones first had the neck injury um, and kind of do like a, a retrospect there. And then after the commercial break, I'll get you up to date on all the other injuries that could affect this weekend's game. So thank you for tuning into this special edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. Now, let's just recap uh, where we are with Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones, of course, suffered the injury in week five. He did not practice at all in the week ensuing afterwards, the week six, all right? Um, that was a change from two years ago when he suffered the neck injury and he was able to practice for the three weeks leading up to, you know, the eventual placement on IR. Uh, so Brian Dable this year admitted that after, you know, that first week where Jones didn't practice, Last week, Jones started to, to practice on a limited basis, didn't take team reps, but worked on the scout team. Now, the Giants and Jones and Dable have said that this is not the same injury that Jones had in 2021. I'm wondering, and I, I hate to speculate, I really do, but given the evidence that, that's been out there, you wonder if it's either a more serious injury or... Is it because he just had this injury not too long ago and had, you know, a procedure for it that they're take, they're being extra cautious with him? So let's go back to 2021. The time frame again, Jones didn't practice, you know, uh, for the last, he didn't play the last six games of the season, three weeks in, um, then they put him on IR and, uh, you know, they used those three weeks to elevate I think it was Jake from, I forget who was on the practice squad. It was probably, I think it was Jake from, but um, they went to the backup quarterbacks. And then after the three weeks, they put Daniel Jones on IR for the, you know, for the remainder of the, the uh, 2021 season. So fast forward to this year, Jones now will have missed three games. Tommy DeVito, who was on the practice squad will be elevated again for Sunday's game against the Jets. 
that will be his third elevation. And as I mentioned on uh, yesterday's show, I think it was, the Giants now are out of elevations um, for Tommy DeVito after they use this third one on him. So that means they can do one of two things. They can continue bringing him up from the practice squad and run the risk of exposing him to waivers that somebody poaches him at that point, or they put Daniel Jones on IR and they let him heal up and sign another quarterback. And that is assuming, of course, that they don't, um, that they don't create another opening on the roster via a trade. Now, let's take a look at the Giants' schedule. So after the Jets, they have, um, which is week eight, they've got week nine, week 10, week 11, week 12. So they've got four games after the Jets, plus the bye week, all right? So if the Giants were going to put Daniel Jones on IR, it would probably make sense to do so next week because, again, IR requires a minimum of four weeks off the roster to heal, and uh, in this case, because they've got the bye week in week 13, it would give Jones an extra week or so to really get that neck, you know, back to where it needs to be, assuming that, you know, the injury is one that he can come back from. So that's what I think might happen with Jones. That's That to me makes the most sense with him. You know, um, I know it's not something he's going to want to do, um, you know, especially since he's cleared to do some practice but not the team part of practice. But at this point in the season, look, here, here's the situation. You, you need another quarterback on the roster. You, you know, Tommy DeVito, whether you sign him to the active roster or you bring in Ian Book or Matt Barkley, who worked out for the Giants a couple weeks ago, whatever you do, you're going to need a backup for Tyrod Taylor if Jones is still not cleared as of next week. So, I say let's keep an eye on that because that's where I think this is headed if he does not get the green light to return. And the simple fact, again, that Brian Dable sounded less sure about it. I mean, because remember, last week, Jones was listed as questionable to play, you know, in last week's game against the Commanders, which, by the way, I didn't think he was going to play. Even though he was listed as questionable, the fact that he didn't take a full round of practice reps kind of was a hint that he wasn't going to play despite what Dable had said. So this is just something that bears watching. Now, Jones this week said that, you know, he's confident he can come back on this injury. He didn't say what it was, but he said other guys have had it and have come back. What he didn't say is how long it, had, it took those guys to come back from this particular injury. And that's the key here. Everybody is different. Neck injuries, as I've said time and time again, not something to mess around with. You know, he takes one wrong hit, by rush, you know, if he rushes back, takes one wrong hit, he could potentially do worse damage and ruin his quality of life down the down the road. So, the Giants being extra cautious with him, especially since he had a neck injury two years ago for which he had needed a procedure. So that's kind of where we're at with Daniel Jones now. You know, it goes without saying. He's had this, this is the second time in three years he's had a neck injury. The Giants will probably want to do something about quarterback in the offseason, whether they add a veteran or they look to draft somebody. And I know some of you have asked me, well, who should they start looking at? And my answer to you is the same every year when you ask about the draft. I don't start looking at it until after the season goes. But that being said, 
if you pop on over to Giants Country on a Saturday afternoon, I think around one o'clock, the article should be up. Brandon Olson did a article, a mock draft for the Giants, and he has a quarterback on that list. Somebody who nobody's talking about, by the way. So you might want to check that article out. It'll be on Giants Country one o'clock on Saturday. So the Giants, you know, again, this quarterback situation, really, you know, unfortunate. But my guess is the Giants are going to have to make a move next week, whether it's to put Daniel on IR so they can bring up Tommy DeVito or sign another guy or whatever they're going to do. You know, to me, I think that the most the, the most logical move is to bring up Tommy DeVito from the practice squad, sign him to the 53, and then sign another guy to the practice squad. And then you can kind of, you know, finagle if you need to. That's what I think is going to happen if Daniel Jones is not cleared by next week. So, you know, look, whether you love Daniel Jones or you hate him, whether you think he's the long-term answer or or he's just, you know, a stopgap, let's just remember one thing, folks. He's a human being, all right? Neck injuries are scary. I told you, I think, on this podcast that I'm dealing with a neck injury. And mine wasn't even a result of a hit that I took. Mine just was one of those freaky things. I suffered it back in the beginning of May. I'm still getting treated for it. Now, I don't, you know, knock on wood, have to worry about getting hit every time I, I do my job, but I still need to be careful with my neck and how I, you know, approach lifting things and whatnot, turning my head and whatnot. So it can take a long time depending on, you know, the severity of the injury and the nature of the injury. Neck injuries are not fun. So that being said, personally speaking, I wish Daniel Jones a speedy recovery because in the long term, look, he's only 26 years old. He's got his whole life in front of him. You know, you hope that he would have a decent quality of life after he's done playing football. And that would go the same for any player. So, you know, from a human's perspective, let's all wish Daniel Jones well, you know, regardless of what you think of him as a, as a player. All right, coming up next, I'm going to talk about the rest of the Giants injury situations uh, and how they affect, potentially affect, Saturday, uh, Sunday's game. So don't go anywhere. Hey, Giant fans, if you're looking for a fun and different way to play fantasy football this season, you need to check out Prize Picks. Just pick two or more players, predict their stats, and sit back and see how they perform. It takes less than 60 seconds to make an entry, and best of all, you can turn a few bucks into some nice cash with the right projections. Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app known for its quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and wide selection of players and stat types. And they offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts, like Taco Tuesday, when each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So what are you waiting for? Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. And that promo code is LockedOnNFL for your first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey, Giant fans, you never know when an unexpected illness is going to strike. You could be on vacation in another country or tucked miles away from civilization at a quiet retreat far away from the nearest medical center. Well, if you're ever in that situation and illness strikes, you don't need to be caught unprepared when you have Jace Medical's Jace case. 
The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your Jace case by adding other medications based on your needs. To get your Jace case, head to jacemedical.com to complete a medical intake form. And if warranted, one of their board certified physicians will reach out to further discuss your specific needs. Once you're approved, Jace will handle everything from issuing the prescriptions to having the medication shipped straight to your door. And now you can save $20 off your Jace case with the promo code LOCKEDON. Visit jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com to get started. And don't forget that locked on promo code to save $20 off your Jace case. All right, everybody, welcome back to this special edition of Locked On Giants. I'm Patricia Trainer, your host. And on this segment, we've got some other injuries we need to talk about ahead of the Giants jet game. A lot of you have asked me, what's the story with Andrew Thomas? What's the story with John Michael Schmitz? Folks, I'm going to run it down for you. All right, in addition to Daniel Jones having been declared out for the game, running back Gary Brightwell with a hamstring is out for Sunday's game. All right, now, the Giants are listing left tackle Andrew Thomas as doubtful, which is kind of what I expected would be the case. And the reason why I say that is because Andrew Thomas made it through the week of practice limited. All right, he was limited all week this uh, this week. That's the good news. However, to have expected Andrew Thomas to be back in the lineup this Sunday after being limited, after not practicing or playing, you know, since really week one, and I don't count, you know, the week four practice where he started and, you know, had the setback, that was never really going to happen. That wasn't realistic. So my best guess with Andrew Thomas is next week makes more sense for him that is, if, you know, on, on the flight to uh, Las Vegas, you know, which is kind of a long flight, if that hamstring doesn't tighten up on him. So I think, you know, the more Andrew Thomas can do in practice towards getting to full reps, the better for him and the better the chances that he will be in there. So Andrew Thomas, I don't see him playing. He's listed as doubtful, but I, I you know, any player who's been listed as doubtful this year has been declared out on game day. So that's where I see that going. Justin Pugh will probably get the start at left tackle. All right. Um, other questionable guys on the offensive line. Evan Neal with the ankle and John Michael Schmitz with the shoulder. Of those two, I think John Michael Schmitz has the best chance of playing this week. All right. So if he plays, uh, that will mean uh, Ben Bredesen will get kicked over to left guard. John Michael Schmitz will go back at center. And then, you know, right guard should be Mark Lewinsky. And then at right tackle, um, I don't have a feel exactly for where Evan Neal is. I think he's 50-50. He kind of, you know, he missed last week. I think that, um, well, obviously, if he doesn't play, it's going to be Tyree Phillips at, at right tackle. But I don't really have a feel for, you know, where Evan Neal is and if he's going to be good to go. Um, that that's legitimately a toss up in my mind. So uh, I, I can't give you any more information on that. Um, Darren Waller is on the injury report listed as questionable with a hamstring. He's been on the injury report before. I would be surprised if he doesn't play. You know, um, I think the Giants plan of attack on offense will probably be to lean heavily on Saquon Barkley, 
who, by the way, did not receive an injury designation. So that's good. Uh, Barkley had the elbow. He was listed on the injury report as um, with an elbow, and he was limited all week long. But he's, he's going to be okay, and I think he's going to really, you know, be the guy they lean on to, you know, move the ball against the Jets. One, uh, a couple of other guys listed as questionable. Outside linebacker Kayvon Thibodeau with a knee injury. I think he'll be good to go. Um, I'm, I'm not too concerned about that injury. Um, and then Adoree Jackson. This is one that we're, we, you know, we don't really talk about a whole lot. I mean, we should because he's dealing with a neck injury as well. Adoree is listed as questionable. I don't know the extent of the injury. I know he's been, you know, limited all, you know, uh, week long as he was last week. He was also inactive last week. So much like as is the situation with Daniel Jones, Dory might be out another game, you know, and, and uh, you know, Trey Hawkins, Deontay Banks held on the fort last week, did a decent enough job. No reason to think that they couldn't do it again if Dory can't play. So that's kind of how I see that going. So really, you know, the injury report, a little worse than it was last week in terms of, you know, certain guys that are on it. You know, Waller wasn't on it last week. Uh, in terms of getting an in injury designation. But, you know, I think we're going to have a mixture of good and, and bad news as far as the guys who are listed as questionable and those who can play. So we'll have to see how it goes. But uh, anything can happen between now, you know, and uh, and Sunday. You know, the Giants having a walkthrough on Saturday. And then, of course, Sunday when they come out and they go through walkthrough, you know, their warm-ups and all that stuff. We'll have to see how it all plays out. But We'll make sure that we have the binoculars on the field when the players are going through the warm-ups and we'll see if we can't get a an, an advanced, you know, notice, if you will, on who's in and who's out, besides those who have already been declared out for you. Okay, everybody, that's gonna do it on this special edition of Locked On Giants. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day, or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. I will see you on Monday with a recap, takeaways, and so forth of the Giants-Jets Week 8 game. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody.